Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. Welcome to episode number 11. I am into the double digits now. I've been doing it consistently and I have over 500 downloads to date. So I'm in it. I'm enjoying it. Thank you all for your continued listening. Um, Please, please, please rate and review though. Provide feedback, comments. Um, It would mean so much. So with that, let's get into today. So this is part one of a three-part little mini-series on cultivating clarity as part of our Harvest group coaching program and just providing some additional insights in a streamlined fashion for that. And so I hope the title of this episode made you wonder a little bit what I'm up to. (laughs) Um, But I think it's that time of year where if you live in the South, you've maybe you know, four to five, four to six weeks, something like that into your homeschooling and and the new year. And if you, you know, like if you follow a traditional school calendar and if you're up North, you know, you're probably like maybe one to three weeks in or something like that. So I just, I figured it was a good time to address a bit of the comments that I've been seeing from parents. And I want to shed light on the often overlooked struggles that parents face when they attempt to homeschool without a clear plan in place. Now, before you get defensive and think, well, I do have a plan in place. So this episode clearly isn't for me. Just stick with me because what I'm revealing is the foundational just undercurrent that new homeschooling parents have a tendency to unintentionally neglect. And even tenured homeschooling parents, honestly, Um, a very large percentage of the struggles and barriers we face in homeschooling especially when getting started or embarking on a new year or a new direction, boil down to these main areas that we're going to talk about on this episode. All right, so diving into the heart of the matter, you know, the overlooked struggles that parents face when they begin to homeschool. Like, these are definitely more common than you think. And if you're not along with a couple of them, that's good news because you'll get direction on the solutions before the end of this episode. And if you struggle with none of these, or maybe like just one, then consider yourself very fortunate. You know, perhaps you've done some of the preparation that I talk about already, but regardless, I'm confident that you'll have helpful nuggets. You'll walk away with little pieces of information that will still serve very valuable. So each of these six struggles that I'm going to walk through have either already been expanded upon in prior episodes or the blog, or they will be soon. And all of them will be done so very repeatedly. So don't worry on, quote unquote, like fixing specific details related to these struggles just yet. Like the purpose is to point you to the foundational elements or components that are required first to make sense of everything. And then in the last episode of this Cultivate Clarity series, I'm going to present our exclusive stress relief roadmap and the absolutely incredible, actionable framework um, 
I can say that because it's not all mine. It's uh, my colleague, Dr. Katie Scott's uh, trademarked decision tree, stress relief package. Um, that's really going to help you practically work through these struggles. And we are basically giving you an incredible sneak peek, more, much more than a sneak peek. But anyways, that's in the third part. So, okay. First on the list is the often underestimated struggle of mindset matters related to starting homeschooling or just beginning like a new phase within your existing homeschooling journey. And it's like the second guessing, the worrying, and the doubt. Okay, so when you've started homeschooling with a defined educational philosophy or a vision, it can still feel like you're navigating through a dense fog. Like even if you've started with that and you know that that's sort of like the branch that I perch myself on. Like doubts and insecurities are going to creep in. They're going to leave you questioning your ability to provide a good quality education. Like it's very, I think, akin to like stepping out into just the unknown without a compass. And I chuckle because like Josiah is now doing Trail Life USA and I just won this raffle at the zoo yesterday. So he, he was walking around with his compass like all day and he kept thinking like if he got lost from me that he could like find me with it. And I'm like, well, that only works if you know where I am to begin with. Right. And I was like, Oh, like, doesn't that kind of tie into what I want to be talking about? Because you might be questioning the direction, you know, worrying if you, if what you've laid out is enough, making comparisons to what you've seen other friends or parents online doing like that second guessing is so instinctual to us as mothers and I know fathers homeschooling might deal with it too, but like we know that a lot of the decision-making mental load falls on the moms and, you know, we have made enough, to, like we question, like, have we made enough time for academics? Like maybe you're like me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to add more craft projects. The pumpkins with tissue paper activity that I did for, um, the homeschooling teen babysitter that I have for a few hours a week on Mondays and Fridays, like it's still there from Monday and she's going to be here tomorrow morning. Like, Oh, I need to do better with crafts. Or like, maybe you're the one that like the librarian mentioned STEM and you still have incorporated science yet. Or like, you're just, you have all those I'm failing already thoughts, like the barrage of just intrusive thoughts that attack even the most equipped homeschooling parent. And when I asked a follower last week, uh, she she was the one that shared her testimony about working in homeschooling at the same time. She also shared how she wished she had understood the importance of mindset from the beginning. Like Sarah told me she was playing this mental tug of war every single day. And I, I totally related to that because even with a plan, there's so much information at our fingertips to challenge what we believe and what we've already decided. Like she had said, I thought when I decided to homeschool my two kids, like, what am I even doing? Like, you know, she had this grand idea of unschooling and going with the flow. And, you know, she said, like, let me tell you, I was drowning in self-doubt and kept wondering, like, am I doing enough? Are they learning enough? Should I be more structured? Like, her desired approach to homeschooling, which, by the way, she was doing unschooling, like, that was not the problem. And I, and I think that gets such a bad rap. Like, it was her lack having that as a well-defined educational philosophy and approach to her homeschool plans that she could therefore look back on and emphasize and even reiterate where needed that would keep her rooted when those second guessing moments arose. Like you have to actually define 
what unschooling is for you, if that's your route, so that it can maintain a a bucket and an order and a compass to follow. Because you know, when you operate without a clear educational philosophy, it's literally like trying to build a house without a blueprint. I mean, you might constantly second guess yourself. It's going to lead to that barrage of those self-doubts and that stress. Like It's even like that in building a business now. I mean, do you know how many times I want to stop and shift directions and do something different or give up on something because you know, I presume it's not resonating with people or my perfectionist tendencies are kicking in, like yada, yada, yada. Like what helps me stay on track is the business plan and the roots that I've already put in place. And your educational philosophy acts as your architectural plan. It acts as your business plan. It outlines the entire structure and design of your homeschooling journey. It's what provides that solid foundation upon which you can build your child's education with confidence. And I truly think my mindset in beginning homeschooling in terms of like treating it as a business and putting all of those elements in place and aligning them back to one another has helped me block out all the other noise and options. Like there is no more second guessing because I believe enough in my philosophy and approach now to see these plans through, I mean, for a good enough while before I really decide if they aren't working. Okay, so moving on to these other struggles, scheduling chaos. Um, we obviously did an episode of this recently, but if your daily schedule resembles like a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle bleh, with a few missing pieces, <laughs> you know, if you're in my house, like the dog absolutely got a hold of it. It's, it's that perpetual gap. Uh, you're not alone. You know, you might feel like you have a routine, you set out with good intentions, but you find yourself caught up in just this whirlwind of confusion because You know, maybe you're saying to your kids, like, okay, let's do math now. And your kids respond with, but I want to paint. (laughs) And so you go with them to avoid any conflict. Or, you know, maybe it's you're finding them knee deep in some science experiment or just like enjoying a book when you say time for history, you know, because that's what you had blocked off next. So you feel you need to stay with it. And then you're met with a ton of resistance. It's, you know, it's frustrating. And it's, you know, what's the saying? Like hurting, hurting cats. And if you're like my friend, Lisa, she said juggling homeschooling and her side work was chaotic because she would sit down to work. And then that's when the kids decided that they would be all over the place. It's always like when you're on the phone and they have this uncanny ability to know that that's when they should, you know, take the crayon to the wall. I never, which as a side note, like Josiah was never that kid with the crayons and the stuff in the mouth and whatever. And Levi, I mean, he's... 25 26 months and like with the crayons is still so unpredictable so like I resonate with her like it was impossible to maintain any some any semblance excuse me of a routine and she said that lack of structure you know was driving her crazy and it can drive anyone crazy and for us honestly like it's it's the meal times you know we've always been go 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 and we like it that way and being involved in in different areas but I am not the chef I'm awful in the kitchen we have many, many running jokes amongst our friends and family. But, you know, now that I am home with the boys, there's a lot of guilt, but mostly chaos for me mentally in terms of like getting meals ready and served around our schedule. And thankfully though, like I'm confident in my plans with Josiah and our 60 to 90 minutes of sit down schooling a day right now that if things go haywire, it's fine. Like I can regroup pretty easily throughout the week or, you know, if I don't, it's okay too. But what happens without a clear educational vision 
though, is your daily routine can resemble like, um, it's a fitting time of year, but like that carnival ride with no operator. And (laughs) it makes me chuckle at, at that just random analogy because my dad's a carny and I can tell you with certainty from all of my many summers in time that you're either like not going anywhere or you're forever going in the wrong direction. So yes, you know, your children might resist learning and you may struggle to find a rhythm that works for everyone, but your educational vision serves as your compass. It points you towards a well-structured routine. It helps to define the learning objectives and the milestones that you want to achieve, which in turn then allows you to craft a schedule that aligns with those goals and your kids' needs. All right, so then there's like the the elephant in the room, especially this time of year, <laughs> which is pushback from the kids. You know, children are incredibly intuitive. We know this, and they can sense when things are not quite right. They aren't acting out for the sake of it, usually. I mean, <laughs> it might be common to say that they thrive off structure, I think, but that's more of like a traditional school saying and mentality. I like to say that they thrive off predictability. Like recognizing the family patterns, being over-communicated to on plans and backup plans and seeing what's coming ahead and so on. Like, so when you don't have a clear plan or vision, they might resist your attempts at homeschooling. It's actually very likely. And I'm not talking about the kind of resistance I was getting like over the summer with Josiah's reading work. Like that was one subject, turned out to be a curriculum issue. I was able to identify that though, because I knew the other elements were in place, meaning my educational philosophy, my vision, and and my goal, my short-term goals and objectives. And like I'd walked through the decision tree for various struggles or stressors. And yes, we also do have, you know, we have the the last part of this series for the podcast where we talk about this, but we also have an incredible course and perk inside Harvest focused just on that. But what I'm talking about with this pushback is the type of overall resistance and threatening pushback on homeschooling and work like all together. And there's so many moms reaching out right now saying like, my daughter is having none of this, or, you know, I'm ready to send my son back because he, he won't do anything like send him back to traditional school. And if they're protesting every time you try to teach them something and you haven't sat down with them yet and really walked through the sort of overarching why that we're discussing today, right? Like that educational philosophy and the vision behind your homeschooling goals and intentions, then I would just simply start there. Like, yes, it could be curriculum. It could be parental authority issues, but like as in our decision tree steps, when we start with the easiest to see and the simplest to check off first, it then makes the rest of the decision, the decision-making process that much simpler. Because when there's no educational philosophy shared, or communicated to your kids, or even just in like general conversations about why learning matters and how it fits into like their broader development, it just becomes easier for your children to sense that lack of direction and push back on these theoretical boundaries that you've put in place. Like it's going to lead to resistance and frustration on everyone's part and just create a constant battle. You know, it helps kids to see the purpose behind their studies. They want to see it. Even an unschooling family with you know, very few formal blocks of study time rely on that communication because when they do need those moments, the children need to know why this is only required some of the time. Like they're naturally curious about the need for any and all of it, like, you know, regarding their education, right? Like reducing 
resistance and making them more willing participants in their education is the goal. And rather than making it up on the fly and then not feeling super confident with it, like take the time to sort it out and understand what it is you believe about education and what your philosophy on it is for your family. And having the educational philosophy and vision in place just doubles down on avoiding other struggles too, because there's the looming threat of burnout and overwhelm. I mean, it happens to all of us. Homeschooling is a full-time gig. Um, I had a new follower tell me the other day that she was teetering on burnout and ready to send the kids back to public school because she was trying to manage homeschooling, work, household chores all at once and felt like she was drowning. That's what we addressed in last week's episode. Like she had no clue how to prevent it. And now oftentimes like the busiest of us want to put off those tough tasks of just sitting down with a pen and paper and really reflecting and thinking through the steps required to actually outline your educational philosophy and visions and goals. And that's what her and I were talking about because I get that it's kind of counterproductive in a sense, you know, and you tell yourself like, well, there's no time. I barely have any time now, but like you can't afford to not do it because when you're just winging it, it's inevitable that burnout will knock on your door and you'll become overwhelmed by the sheer volume of decisions and responsibilities. And the lack of a well-structured plan is going to lead to lead to burnout faster than you might imagine. And even though they like to betray us, our minds crave that structure and authority. And just like her, when you're homeschooling without a clear vision, like the daily decisions and responsibilities are just going to pile up. They push you towards exhaustion. It's not only physically demanding, but the mental loads and indecision, I think, truly weigh heavier than any physical ailment or busy day, right? I mean, we know that. We feel that. We we carry so many of the the mental loads and... You know, I don't like to call it burden because it it's not a burden, it's a service, but you know, it's just we carry that nine times out of ten than our, our spouse or partner. But your educational philosophy and your vision act as those guiding principles. It's what helps you make decisions that align with your goals, and it'll prevent you from overloading your schedule with unnecessary activities or making decisions that don't align with it, which therefore just reduces the risk of burnout and overwhelm. It's all about mitigation. So commit the time now to say, okay, like I've just got to put this in place and go do it. And that's exactly what we do and what we walk you through in our harvest program. You know, you can be through all of those modules and fully set up in, you know, 60 days if you're really working through it, even less. But I mean, probably, you know, four to six months if you're taking your time and you're breaking them out and you're truly being thoughtful and then being able to observe your child and reflect back, like it's, it's beneficial. So last but not least, and sort of like the list of struggles, if you will, um, is sort of like a two in one because I want to address curriculum confusion and progress tracking together, especially in light of a lack of regular goal setting, because without a solid plan, you might find yourself hopping from one curriculum to another. You know, you're searching for that perfect fit. This really just wastes valuable time. You know, it's also going to leave your kid feeling disoriented as they switch between different teaching styles and materials. And yes, like some trial and error is definitely needed, but the recommendations that I see of trial and error with curricula in general just make me cringe because we have so much information at our disposal today. 
like my curriculum matching service has over 15 variables or like factors that I make comparisons with after doing an intake with family. And like you can make many meaningful decisions on many of those factors based on just readily available information from the curriculum providers. Like they talk about and list their educational philosophies, the scope and sequence, assessments, accreditations, parent prep time, involvement time, student pace, like et cetera, et cetera. Like you do yourself a grave disservice by following curriculum recommendations just based on popularity or testimonies within Facebook groups without context. And first knowing that families, like first knowing what that family's like unique approach is to homeschooling, what their needs are. And I get it because like, I have found myself like asking like, well, what am I missing? Like, you know, this curriculum or that is getting so much attention. And I'm not only seeing it in like Google results, but like everybody's talking about it in the groups, but then like they make recommendations without saying why, like, well, you know, why do you like homeschool pro? Why do you like all about reading? Like, what is it about the good and the beautiful math that like is really making your student thrive? And, and why does it matter to your family? What is it that you believe about education? What are your goals? How much time are you spending on curriculum? All of those things absolutely matter when it comes to recommendations. And like my former colleague, Emily, I think she painfully jokes about how many curriculum programs that she had purchased and then gave up on. Like she was convinced that one of them would just like magically solve all their problems. And I know how easy it is to sort of get like wrapped up in that belief and you're doing a million other things, but, but really all it did was just add to the stress and and it confused the kids even more too, right? Like starting with a well-defined educational philosophy is going to prevent hopping from one curriculum to another and searching for the perfect fit because you'll be able to narrow the options and resources accordingly. Like your educational philosophy guides the curriculum choices. It really does. It ensures that you are selecting materials and resources that align with your goals and beliefs. It eliminates the need for those constant changes and, cre- and it just creates a more stable learning environment for your kids. Like, And then when you add the vision and quarterly and yearly goals and stuff to that, like you're in fantastic shape for evaluating and measuring progress. And it's just, it's great. You can tell like that's a hot button for me because I see so many parents making it so hard when it doesn't have to be. But um, it is, it's just, I don't, think it can be stressed enough. And then that progress tracking is the second part of that, like two for one. So if you've ever thought that, you know, some days you feel like your kids just are, aren't making strides and other days, you know, or like they are making strides and then other days they're going in circles. Like you're definitely not alone. I mean, it's the total normal evolution that I think we aren't used to thinking of because we're not traditionally witnessed to it. Like that happens in the traditional school. And, you know, like in, even if this is your first year homeschooling and your kid hasn't been in traditional school, like we inherently know that if we were in traditional school, you know, like that our parents saw only bits and pieces and like, maybe you just lose sight of their strengths and weaknesses, which makes it difficult to, to really like provide good tailored support and figure out what your next steps are for curriculum. And, you know, how do you concentrate on certain subject matters or how, how much time do you spend in certain areas? And this is where Again, having a structured approach to be able to measure their growth is helpful and will not only alleviate that second guessing and worrying that we talked about earlier, but it's also especially helpful in states where stronger evaluations and tracking is required, right? 
I mean, I feel like progress tracking in general is something that sort of flies off the radar. Like it's easy to overlook, especially if you have a curriculum that some of these elements are already built into, but it's still important to use progress tracking as a measure of our own short-term homeschooling goals and objectives so that we can make adjustments to approaches and scheduling and curriculum before we get to any mental load, overwhelm, and burnout, right? Okay, so let's recap and summarize. Just, I know I'm already like 24 minutes in, so I want to try to do this quickly, but I can't emphasize it enough, like the power of a clear educational philosophy and vision, because You know, our struggles become magnified without a clear purpose. And homeschooling is no different in that sense than like a job you may have held where an assignment was difficult to complete because it lacked clarity or like the struggles you may have faced when your child was an infant and you were wrestling decisions about sleep schedules and food choices, like without a clear parenting belief, like what did you stand behind? You know, an educational philosophy is the foundation, again, upon which your homeschooling journey is built. It's that guiding principle, the driving force that shapes your approaches to teaching and learning. And so you've got to think of it as that compass that helps you navigate just all of the vast depths and directions that homeschooling and and education in general can take. I mean, you are doing this alone or with a partner or with a co-op and you've got supportive resources like myself, but it's, it's still nothing compared to a traditional school in terms of like the volume of administrative professionals and leaders that put all these umbrella things into place, right? And then complementary to that is the educational vision. And that's really like the North Star of the home, the homeschooling endeavor. It's, it's that vivid picture of what you want your child's educational journey to look like. Your vision is what sets that destination. It's the ultimate goal that you aim to achieve by homeschooling. But like, why are these you know, these philosophical and visionary aspects, like so crucial. It just sounds like a bunch of edu babble, like, you know, uh, why, right? Like what benefits do they bring to your homeschooling experience? And I think, again, I'm a broken record, but first and foremost, like when you have a clear educational philosophy and vision, it's going to reduce your stress and uncertainty. When you know what you stand for and where you're headed, you've got that drawn map already laid out. You've got it for your journey. You're ready. Like it eliminates the fear of getting lost or making wrong turns along the way. Like it serves as like that reassuring anchor. Like I'm trying not to do all these ridiculous um, like metaphors and stuff, but it's true. Like it helps you make informed decisions about what to teach, how to teach it, why you're teaching it. Like that sense of direction can significantly reduce the anxiety that like almost always inevitably accompanies homeschooling, but you can nip it in the bud right away. And a well-defined philosophy and vision is going to provide direction, purpose, and together they give your homeschooling efforts that meaning beyond just mere academics. And when you know why you're doing what you're doing, it becomes easier to stay motivated and keep your children engaged. I mean, every time that I get to share my background and why I'm homeschooling and why we chose to do it alongside the Classical Conversations Co-op, it just re-energizes me. Like it reminds me of my core values and beliefs, the very reasons I chose to homeschool in the first place. And man, do I need that when the days feel long and, and sometimes lonely, right? Like your vision, on the other hand, just paints that vivid picture of the future that you're working towards with your kids. It's that sense of purpose that's going to transform 
the most challenging days into little meaningful milestones because you will look back at meaningful milestones. You're not going to look back like we thankfully most of the time get amnesia about all of the little challenging moments. And then I think furthermore, like the philosophy and vision is just going to foster a sense of consistency and confidence. Like they're the framework for decision-making and ensuring that that approach remains aligned with your goals. And yes, I get geeky and passionate about this because of the decision-making framework that I developed in my published research, but it really is so critical and helpful because when you have that well thought out philosophy and vision, like you're just less likely to be swayed by all the latest trends, all the well-meaning advice from others. And when you have that consistency and approach, it's going to be more stable and more predictable learning environment for your kids. So you're going to avoid the pushback. You're going to avoid the burnout for yourself. You're going to avoid the confusion. And I think lastly, it just, it empowers us as educators. You know, it gives you a sense of authority and competence in your role we know so often that that's one of like the biggest worries and concerns and mindset matters is, can I do this? Am I worthy enough? Am I smart enough? I don't remember half of what I learned, right? Like you're not just going through the motions. You are very purposely, purposefully shaping your child's educational journey. And it's not just about being more meaningful, but it's, it's about making it more fun too, right? Like, so when you have that philosophy and vision and you're, and you're pairing that with the next steps of like, outlining that long-term and short-term goals, you're just going to have all of this information to make strong choices about curriculum and teaching methods. And, you know, even like down to the extracurricular activities that you choose, like that sense of control will just undoubtedly boost your confidence. And it's going to make you feel more equipped for the challenges that come your way. So, you know, struggles are still expected, but you begin to know, I think, how to examine them in light of your philosophy, your visions, and your goals. So, okay. As we wrap up this episode, I just, lastly, you know, it's essential. If you remember nothing else, like pay attention now, because <laughs> um, I know I zone out too on, on podcasts, on a drive and stuff, but you know, it's essential to recognize that having a clear educational philosophy and vision is not a one size all solution, right? Like it's, it should be unique to your family's values and goals. And when you have these guiding lights in place, you are just truly more equipped to navigate the homeschooling journey with confidence and purpose and just stay with us because in the next segment in this series, we're going to explore really practical steps to develop that. And then we get into the stress relief roadmap and the decision tree and, and get even deeper into that. So I can't wait to continue to see you and until next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com, join the waitlist for our harvest program, or check out our early bird special. Doors open September 25th, and myself and Dr. Katie Scott are very excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment, and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.